What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. Hey guys, we've got Kent Wilson with us here today. And uh, we're going to sit and talk about the Uyghur extension, Daryl's multi-year extension, and potential line combinations that we'll probably see on opening night. So how are you doing, Ken? Not too bad. It's uh, sunny out and the grass is still green and it's, you know, first week of October, so can't complain. Yeah, no snow yet, so. That's right, yeah. (laughs) Mackenzie Uyghur signed through 2031 with his boy Hoobie. Unreal. I think the contract is amazing value. For those of you who don't know, it's an eight-year term, an AAV of 625. He's got a modified no-trade clause that kicks in in the 2027-28 season, so that's year five of the deal, and it's a 10-team no-trade up until its expiration. Signing bonus worth $2 million a year for the first four years of the deal, and then the rest is in just pure base salary. I think it's an absolutely I think it's a steal of a contract but we'll mm-hmm. get your thoughts on it yeah I had to look up just two of the comparables in terms of you know AAV cap hit and yeah I mean he makes less than Josh Morrissey I think there's lists wow. of, uh, he's outside the top 30 defensemen there's you know there's some good guys kind of in around him like Ryan Ellis but there's a lot of guys where it's like really yeah <laughs> <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's, it's really good value, especially, you know, these first couple of years. Obviously, the concern from an organizational point of view is what happens when all these guys get into their mid-30s, all making $6 million or more. But, um, you know, that's a, a later uh, team problem, not a current team problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, that's something you kind of have to have to live with just to have these guys for these next pretty much three to four years that the flames are looking to really contend for a cup right now. Um, yeah. It's just kind of the backlash that you get with the signing players to these contracts, but I'm yeah, more than excited to see Uyghur here for another eight years. I'm so excited to see what he can do here in his first year in Calgary. I really liked him in the preseason um, kind of playing all over the place. Um, he's played on the left side a little bit in the preseason. He's had different partners and I, I've liked his game. I really like what he brings to this team. Yeah, I still haven't seen too much of him just because I only watch a little bit of the preseason because <laughs> it's, okay, it's actually yeah. hard, to, hard to judge. But yeah, he comes to town with a reputation of just a high utility player. He can play either side. He can play power play or penalty kill. He's known as a great even strength uh, defender. So it will be really interesting to see where he lands in the rotation. Um, you know, For my money, he should probably be playing the most of any player on the blue line in Calgary. But We'll see. When they tried him on his offside, he was usually paired with Tanev. And I feel like in terms of a value return of having a pairing like that, either ahead or below Hannafin and Anderson, either way, that's a cushion. You look at his charts and like analytics and stuff on paper, that seems like a pairing that could look really, really good for this team. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine they would get fed some pretty tough defensive minutes. You'd, you'd have... No- Hannafin and Anderson kind of, you play them maybe with the top line in a more offensive role. And then you have Uyghur and Tanev taking on um, just eating tough minutes so the other guys' lives are a little easier. Yeah. (laughs)
Daryl Sutter, multi-year extension. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, just keep it going. What's next? The arena deal? Just call it. <laughs> just do it. It's not a win streak. I was definitely surprised by that because it kind of felt like Sutter was coming back for a quick hurrah, you know, the three-year deal, mm-hmm. see what he could do, and then, you know, go back into retirement. But I guess he's enjoying himself, and the team certainly had a major lift with him behind the bench. So Absolutely. Uh, the reputation for Sutter is obviously, like, do people t- t- tune him out long-term? So I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's not the news I was expecting to hear uh, when I woke no. up this morning. But uh, definitely pleasant news. Um, yeah, just the the impact that Daryl has made on this team over just a year, pretty much, um, is is unbelievable. And I'm so excited that he's going to be the one leading this team into battle for hopefully like the next three or four years. Yeah, ever since he left the bench, they wandered the desert for a couple of decades <laughs> looking for another coach, essentially. So they just circled yeah. back and, hey, you're still a great coach. Let's keep doing this. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, the Flames hey, coaching carousel. Yeah. Unfinished business. It's like, no, I <laughs> promise the City of Cup is happening. <laughs> like, it, it may depend on how all this evolves. Like we said, you know, the, the specter of what they're doing right now is turning into the San Jose Sharks mm-hmm. in more than four years where – yeah. You know, former stars, they're all expensive. You can't move any of them. You don't have any cap space. So you're going to have to sort of ease yourself into a, a, a painful rebuild, right? So I don't think Sutter sticks around for something like that. But we briefly touched on the decor with like maybe Uyghur potentially alongside Tanev. I feel like the competition next to Zadorov, that's Stones, right? Like he's going to sign. It's inevitable. It's like Thanos. Probably, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he had a good preseason, so why wouldn't yeah. you sign him? It, I guess. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Especially with Shillington sort of out indefinitely for uh, mm-hmm. personal reasons. So, And I mean, I think teams have to be cap compliant by Monday. Is that correct? Yeah. Valimaki outside yeah. chance. Um, you know, you could have a scout somewhere who who loved that player and wants to take sort of the bet on rehabilitating him. So I'd put it at 50-50. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's had a really rough go of things the last couple of years. So I imagine his value just has done this. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's something that me and Raja have always talked about is well, like, what is Valimaki's value right now like we we don't think yeah. it could be too high because of the injuries yeah. and just not being able to play in covid and whatnot he's just been through the ringer but yeah like it's it's one of those things where i kind of hope that he does get claimed if we drop him just to like see him have a real shot somewhere um where he can find his game again because that's what personally what i think he needs yeah he's totally lost and you can see he's probably lost some mobility due to the knee injury over the years and he was never he was a good skater but he was never you know Noah Hannafin or anything so he seems to have to try to rebuild his game with the loss of that mobility and he's lost all confidence in in doing that from what I saw in the preseason he's just he second guesses everything he does on the ice right now Mm -hmm. his his timing's also been off quite a bit Yep. It's a sad story. I don't know. To me, it's like the former first pedigree's gotta have some sort of like GMs are weird like that where they hear that and they immediately go, wait, maybe we can fix him. It's right. like a toxic relationship, but for free, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Curtis Lazar thing. 
Yeah, yeah. He's picked of the first round, right? Yeah, but he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> right now, the top six is looking like Huberto, Lindholm, Toffoli. That tic-tac-toe goal last night was amazing. Nice. The, the yeah. Huberto spinorama? Oh Dude, my God. I, like, that, was, that happened right in front of me, and I lost. Yeah, it. It I bet. And, I mean, in the third, Daryl did uh, deploy Monge in that spot, so he's clearly yep. still looking into everything. Um I think it'll be a mix of those six players just because, you know, aside from maybe Coleman, who you might elevate at some point, let's say if Dubé, does, Dubé doesn't work out, you know, there's not a lot of options after that. <laughs> it gets really mm-hmm. thin um, yeah. at the bottom of the rotation. You're not putting Kevin Rooney in the top six. or no. I mean, like, you could elevate Backlund, but, you know, you got the other two guys ahead of him right now. You don't need him in the top six. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's... It's probably going to be what we've seen mostly in the preseason, at least to start. And then, you know, Sutter will obviously make adjustments if someone like Toffoli or Dubé isn't working out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, there's quite a few in-game adjustments um, at the start of the yeah. season this year. Like, uh, you know, halfway through the first, halfway through the second, we see those lines get shaken up and just try and find the chemistry to start off this year, especially with two tough games uh, against Colorado and Edmonton to start the year. Both very good teams. It's kind of measuring stick games for this team is the way I look at it to see where do we sit now without Goudreau and Kachuk and and those guys. So, yeah, he's I mean he's starting kind of from scratch and on the on the chemistry side of things, right? A bunch of new players in the top mm-hmm. six, you know, and even Dubé. I mean, he's never been a consistent top six player for this team. Right. Tyler Toffoli was supposed to come in and be a top six player last year, wasn't really struggled so mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a total experiment on both of those lines so you're right he's gonna he's gonna come out with something and then he's gonna see how it goes and mix it up and that's that's what he did when he first arrived right there was yeah. Rhett Ritchie playing with Monaghan and control for a while like, <laughs> oh, let's see if this works and no it didn't but he did eventually find that top line which became one of the best in the league exactly besides the top six I guess on face value being sort of a question mark Another question mark is that third left wing spot next to Backlund and Coleman. Um, yeah. Morning skate today, they had Coleman, Backlund, Lewis, which we've seen last season. And I actually, like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's just, I feel like there's got to be an upgrade coming in there at some point. There, yeah. there has to be. There, they, they need to add uh, something to the wing here for sure. Yeah. Um, like, you've got Redeem Zahorna, who on all accounts, I mean, didn't Darryl impress. Apparently, Daryl called, <laughs> yeah. called him out last night. Um, yeah. and they tried Rooney there, and like now they're trying Lewis there. Yeah, they're hoping for Milano to step in. Didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, one of the rookies to do something. Not much. I think Phillips is is worth a look, but the team doesn't apparently, which is a little frustrating. But uh, yeah. Pelche yeah. didn't have a great training camp. Honestly, I think over time he's going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, to start the season, it's it's going to be some fourth line replacement level guy, and he can probably be almost any of those guys can be elevated to some degree by Coleman and Backlund, mm-hmm. at least on play driving. But that's not a line that's going to score a lot. Uh, yeah, no. probably not at least, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, no, yeah. I really would like to see Matthew Phillips get a shot um, on this team. He he brings such an offensive touch. Um, like he's been so good in the A, like so good. Um, the comparison that Raja actually pointed out to me was 
Jonathan Marcheseau, right? Uh, a guy who was overcooked in the AHL, played years down there and just could never make it to the NHL. And finally, he got a chance to break through and, and look what happened with Marcheseau uh, in Vegas. He took off there. So I, I, like, I don't know. I The organization has never been high on Matthew Phillips. Um, but I, I think this team is looking for goals right now and he brings them. So, yeah, it's... Um... I'll go even further. Um, I, I don't. I don't even know if Matthew Phillips will be a Marcheseau or even a Paul Byron. But the issue is the team doesn't know either. Um, mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. just don't give him at bats at the NHL level. And you know he's he's really small. It's true, but he was one. You know, one of the best twenty four under players in the AHL last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to pick two two four, which is a good prospect site, they have a really great visualization tool, and you can look at um, a matrix of points per game, or I think it's primary points per game at even strength, and then goal differential or goal ratio at even strength. Okay, so it puts yeah. you, if you're, if you're high up on the chart, you score a lot. And if you're further right to the chart, uh, your team outscores a lot. And Phillips is like one of the best players. He was the best player on Stockton last year who played more than like 15 games. And he was one of the best players in the AHL last year. So mm-hmm. it's like what more exactly do you want him to be the most dominant player in the AHL before you give him a shot? At- <laughs> yeah. It's- right. Like it's, it's confusing. Cause yeah, it's the question of like, how much more do you want him to do before he gets a real shot in the NHL? Because yeah, personally, I think he has proved it. Um, I, I, I'm excited to watch him here um, in Calgary playing with the Wranglers. Um, yeah. Definitely being able to see these guys play in the AHL is going to uh, change my perspective of our prospects in our pipeline and whatnot. So, yeah, I'm excited to go to the Wranglers games, and hopefully he comes out of the gate hot and impresses and and works his way into a, a, a chance in the, on the NHL roster. Yeah, it'd be nice to see. And, and maybe he makes he gets a shot, doesn't do anything, washes out, and the decision makers go see, but that's fine. Um, I mean, we almost ran into this with Oliver Shillington. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For a couple of years, he just, they were very ambivalent about him. He didn't get it, a lot of chance at the NHL level here and there, but he'd be scratched for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I mean, to his credit, he had that great preseason last year, stuck around. And then when Zadaroff was horrible out of the gate, <laughs> he got his <laughs> chance and he stuck, right? But yeah. he got it, he did get that chance. He was on the roster. So I just, that's just what I want to see for a player who's, you know, a top 10 AHL scorer last year and one of your best players. Like Absolutely. Let's see what you have here. And it may be nothing, and, and fair enough, but it might be something, <laughs> right? Let's, yeah. let's find out if it's something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I couldn't it's agree not more. Like, it's not like there isn't a spot wide open either. Like, that's the thing that I think <laughs> frustrates the heck out of all of us because we're looking at this team, we're like, do we, do we need a boost? Like, I get the whole veteran leadership and reliability and you want to have a fourth line that's purely checking but your third line could use some juice and you have a guy literally right there i think that feed to michael stone in that first first preseason game was like the most disgusting that was a real if you ever talk to mike gould who watched Mm -hmm. a lot of hl stockton he's like that's what phillips does Mm -hmm. he's told me over and over again phillips easily the most dominant uh, forward on the team last year and maybe player. So it's like, mm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, come on, let's see this guy. Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly. And I mean, 
Adam Ruzicka, I really, really, really hope he makes the opening night roster, even though you're one of his new deal is of the two-way nature, and I feel like that's the easy escape out of just mm-hmm. you down so you top line minutes with the Wranglers, right? No one's going to notice, right? I think it's pretty clear they're they're scared of losing him on waivers. Mm-hmm. He had a mm-hmm. miserable preseason. Like the any game I saw Rizichkin, I was like, "What is he doing?" He was <laughs> not very good, but you know he's he also had some good AHL seasons. Whenever he played with Phillips, they were just killer. And you could see him last year. I mean, there's something there, especially offensively. Absolutely, but yeah. He's always been known as like not great defensively may not commit in terms of work ethic. And we saw that a little bit in the preseason. I'm sure Sutter's sort of really not impressed with that, but the org knows <laughs> that if you put a six foot four, you know, guy who scored really well, at the AHL level and had some good looks at the NHL level, there's a chance you lose him and you don't want to lose him for nothing, especially given the prospect cupboard that this team has now. Right. Mm. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I saw him get into the lineup last year, I, I really liked what he brought. Um, I thought every time he played on that fourth line, he did bring an offensive edge to it. And they, they, they looked a little more dangerous out there whenever he was playing with them. Um, obviously didn't yeah. get full-time reps or anything, but he is a guy that I was hoping would take, would take a bigger step this preseason and uh, a show a little bit more, but. Like my thing is, is like Sutter preaches a possession game, right? And mm-hmm. look at, Ruzichka's skill set that's literally the target area that he excelled at in his look up here last year like he held a five on five score and venue adjusted Corsi four of like 57.5 that's not nothing he's also an option for the the left wing position on the third line so mm-hmm. one of the issues yeah, that's, for Ruzicka, that's what I was thinking. yeah is Sutter wants his centers to be high intensity they have to be good defensively I mean they have to cover the most ice yeah probably of any any role on the team, right? So his problem with Ruzichka is less the offensive stuff, and it's definitely going to be his own end, high intensity, you know, getting to the puck at both ends of the ice, right? So if he can't do that, Sutter may shunt him to the to the wing where there's less less of that, less res- responsibility, but he can still, mm. you know, shoot the puck, right? Right, absolutely. Um, we did also see, I think, Ruzichka <clears throat> on the wing in Seattle in that road yeah, game. Yeah, he wasn't good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nope. all righty um but i feel like if you want to help a guy figure out his defensive game placing him next to a guys like backlund and coleman help mitigate that sort of growing pain like it just or or even they cover it up if it's an ongoing weakness right Mm -hmm. in terms of season expectation like in the division where do you have the flames penciled in uh top two I mean, yeah. th- this team has pushed all in. They have to be a contender this year. Yeah, um, there's no, you know, they they picked no one in the draft last year. They don't have a lot of picks next year. Um, yeah. they're they're signing guys to long term deals. It's this is we're here to win, right? So they better be in that in that conversation for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really close race this year. Um, I think Edmonton and Calgary are going to be neck and neck pretty much all year fighting for that uh, first in the Pacific spot. But the Flames, yeah, for sure, got to be top two. Um, it, it's time to win here in Calgary, and they got to figure it out real quick here. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, <laughs> I don't think they're going to score as easily as they did last year, just because they had all those guys have career seasons all over again. But <laughs> you know, this is this is a solid roster from 
top to bottom, aside from the wing issue, especially the right wing issue. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really worried about Toffoli after what I saw from him, from him last year. Yeah. He, he has a good career. I mean, up until then, he was a pretty solid player all around. Holy crap, that was bad. So if, if Toffoli isn't a top six right winger and Dubé's not a top six winger, um, yeah, yeah we, we don't even have we don't have a top nine winger for the third line right now so it starts to get yeah a little ugly especially if anyone gets injured right so that's that's the one sort of weakness i see in the team but you know great goaltending depth and i think that's the first time i've said that about the flames maybe ever <laughs> yeah so that's nice and a very very solid blue line right probably eight guys deep you could be pretty confident oh, in and yeah. really good top top level so yeah it's you know figure out just make sure you can score and don't get too injured should be a good season yeah absolutely thank you kent yeah my pleasure yeah well, appreciate it thanks for coming on all right well well games are coming up so i guess some of these questions will be answered soon yeah, yeah. we're about to find out go flames go absolutely all righty if you guys liked our content, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. You know, we're posting videos every week, so you might want to subscribe. If you can tolerate Noah and I, we're getting cool guests like Ken on, so might as well. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody.